you're listening to Life in the Peloton with Mitch Stocker. Me. back in the hotel room literally driven straight back from the prologue here in Paris Nice our first stage race of the year and our first real hit out um, apart from last weekend we did the opening weekend in Belgium the classics but totally different thing here is that it's a 6k prologue on your own and I don't know I sort of feel like the pressure was on the season started and it's Individual, so you've got nowhere to hide, and it's the first time to sort of show where you're at. Um, and I'm sitting here with Sam Bewley, a time trial specialist, I would say, prologue specialist, coming from the track, <coughs> pretty similar to an Australian way into the pro peloton, started on the track, and then eventually, once he realised he was uh, ready for the road, he made the jump across. And using his track abilities, he's specialised in uh, some individual stuff. Um, and I thought it'd be interesting chatting to you about, firstly, what actually is a prologue, opposed to, say, a time trial, and then all the different int- intricacies that revolve around an individual event like that. Mm. Um, as you can hear, Sam's still coughing. <laughs> <coughs> the old pursuitus coughs come back out again. Yeah, so what was it? Well, what's the pursuitus cough? <coughs> I don't know, but it's not that nice. <laughs> Pretty much after every single effort like that, a lot of guys get it. Today didn't help with it being four degrees outside as well, so <coughs> such a hard effort on the lungs. Sort of yep. scars them up a little bit, breathing in the cold air, and then you get stuck with this bloody cough for two or three days afterwards, keep your roommate awake, and pain in the ass, really. What do you reckon it is? I don't know, it's got to be like. Uh, I was talking to the doctor before about it, and he said, oh, it's not the cold, it's just it's just the effort, you know. It's exercise-induced asthma or something, but it must just be something to do with the old lungs aren't used to breathing like that and yeah. sucking in so much air, it just... Do you reckon that's what up. it is? It's like, do you reckon there's actually any damage that you do to your lungs? Shit, it feels like it, but I don't know. I don't, I don't <laughs> think so. I hope, I hope not anyway. Otherwise, we'll be, we'll be rough when we're 40 years old. <laughs> I actually think what we do, you might agree or disagree, but I... Not today. Today's probably not the case. But sometimes on those longer days, cold, raining, whatever, I'm like, <coughs> how much is this actually shortening my lifespan? Oh, man, it's got to be shortening it, you know? Yeah. They say, like, being outside's good for you, but when you're out exposed to the elements like we are, hot, cold for hours and hours. And turning yourself inside out. I suppose it's better than sitting in a pub every day for a week. That's also when shortening you're, when your you're life. Our age. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, well, so... Firstly, we've, we're here, and we've just actually got great news that Michael Matthews has won the prologue. I came back from... Well, you and I just came back, because we were off early. Got to flick on the TV and watch the end of uh, the stage, and we saw Michael won by 0.7 of a second, wasn't it? Yeah. Man, like, it's a freak, that guy. Absolute yeah, freak. Unreal. We probably should be talking to him about a prologue. Yeah, he's but, the wrong guy. Yeah. I got 33rd. <laughs> <laughs> but you were top 10 for a while. Yeah, yeah, I was in there for a little while. Yeah. I thought I was going to stay up there, actually. Maybe not top 10, but close enough. And then all the big hitters came out and 
showed his boss. Yeah, that's right. Um, what is a prologue? Prologue is like, it's really like, never much more than 10 minutes, never more than 10 minutes really. Kilometres wise? 6K, 7K, or any, anywhere. That's pretty long, isn't yeah, it? Anywhere yeah, anywhere from 2K really. You saw yeah. the sun tour this year, you know, it's only 2K, that prologue, yeah. two and a half minutes. Up What's, to, what do you reckon is the longest? Probably today is quite long, 6K. Yeah, 6K is quite long. You get the odd one that's sort of 7K, 8K, but that's sort of teetering on time trial, you know, a little bit. But mm. it's still the same sort of riders. Yeah. It's just a short effort, something you just got to, you don't really think about it too much. It's just about going out of the holes, mm. holding on for as long as you can, as long as you can, doing as many watts as you can away to the finish line. Some yeah. guys do it, some guys don't get halfway through. Um, and all right, well, then that's, that's pretty much explain what a prologue is. It generally opens up, well, it's always first. Yeah. Um, prologue, I think. Must mean first. Yeah, it must mean first in French, <laughs> I think. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. <laughs> should know that. <laughs> um, it generally opens up a stage race, a multi-stage um, <coughs> race, like a tour, and it's a short, short event, you know, like you said, 5K, and it sort of sets up the GC from that moment. You can't really lose a race from there, but I think you can win a race from there. You know, it can be like... Well, can you... Yeah, I think so. I reckon you can. I mean, you see... Well, like... can you lose a race from there? Oh, no, yeah. probably the opposite way around. Yeah. You can't win a race from there, but you can't really lose one. Yeah, if you have a shocker, you know, like some of these GC guys that can't... You know, they can go fast over a long time, trial fast up a hill, but they might lose 20 seconds today. And in a race like Paranese, where you've got like one big mountain stage at the end, if mm. you lose 20 seconds to one of your rivals, it can be hard to make that up. Yeah. But I saw today all the GC guys are all pretty close, so... They never really lose 20 seconds. No, nah, they so. don't normally. Yeah. Uh, and guys like Matthews, you know, like typically, like you say, he's not going to win the race from the prologue because in all likelihood when we get to the mountains, it's, he it's, might, diff- it's different riders put than you know. Or something like yeah, he'll lose like, well, he mightn't lose. Who yeah. knows with yeah, Michael? Yeah, he's right. a surprise packet, I yeah. tell you. All right, well then, typically, let's let's get into the details of it. I want to speak to you about... Um, <clears throat> so, I was thinking today out there, I was thinking too much in my prologue <laughs> um, but I was thinking shit you know what makes these guys what makes a specialist click on a day you know well run me through what how you prepare for a prologue like for instance starting weeks before yeah it's sort of one of those events you need to if you want to go one of them you've got to put a bit of time into it you know and it, it's hard this time of year I reckon because the type of training you're doing is not necessarily geared around doing a fast prologue because you've got you've got to build into the season you've got to get the base miles and you've got to do all that stuff for all those for the other races that are around this area mm. so it's it's hard but you need to really be focusing on it you probably need to be doing like I'd say the really good guys are doing this two maybe maybe even three sessions a week on um, the time trial bike and focusing on it you know the hard efforts short efforts yeah things like this so yeah you do you, you've got to build up uh, you can normally get away if you're in good condition if you whack out a few sessions just before the race maybe that's going to help a little bit mm. you know but yeah it is it's sort of one of those things you've got to be prepared to maintain that the whole season whether there's a prologue coming up or not you still need to keep on top of that much like riding the track you know you're always constantly doing maintenance mm. throughout the season do you look at like for instance today i was speaking to michael last night and he said that him and his coach went out and replicated say it was going to be eight minutes today, replicated eight-minute efforts because he knew that he had to be good for eight minutes today. Would you go next week or in a month's time, there's a prologue. It's going to be about, 
you know, 10 minutes or mm. six minutes or whatever, will you go out and do those efforts for that amount of time or will you just do training that'll cover that? Um, I think it's a good way of doing it. Oh, I yeah. haven't done it that much in the past. Probably sort of just done more structured efforts, you know. It might mm. just be a session of five-by-five five efforts like on the erg or on the road. Mm. But that's, just, that's a typical sort of session that helps build up that sustained power over over a shorter period of time. But the way Michael's done it, you know, that's, that's a good way of doing it. Like, it's hard to replicate racing without racing, but a prologue, I guess you can because yeah, you, buy, you. you buy yourself anyway. Yeah. So what does it make a difference if there's a start line and a finish line or whether you just go out the back rows of Girona and whack out an eight-minute effort full gas? Yeah, that's... Makes sense. Yeah, and the yeah. only other thing you've got to get used to is when you get here is the technicalities of the circuit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's yeah. the same for everybody. That's like, the same for a few times. Yeah. If you're someone like Michael who's going to... He's good in a bunch of sprints, he's going to go around the corner as well, so... Yeah, it's not going to be a big yeah. detriment to him. All right, then what do you do the day before? So, for instance, we arrived here yesterday <coughs> after flying here. What was your protocol thinking about the prologue the next day? Uh, you need to do you need to do something to open up. You know, I think the worst thing you can do <coughs> a day before a prologue is to go really easy. You know, <coughs> you go out and if you're just going to do an hour spin, it's not really ideal for a prologue. You need to put some strain through the legs. It's hard when you arrive sort of late in the evening and you it's, it's snow on the ground and you got to get outside <laughs> and do something. Did you do? Uh, did you put some strain in the legs? Yesterday? Oh, probably not as much as I should have. <laughs> Uh, but it's a good idea to get on the get on the trainer or something. You can sort of run through probably the, a warm up protocol. I reckon is the best way to do it. Mm. What a pre start is what the scientists call it. Yeah, right. Um, if you're going to do what are you going to do the, uh, on the morning of the prologue on the on the home trainer? Yeah, probably a good thing to do the evening before as well. Just and get the heart rate up. Typically, then <clears throat> going to the next thing, the morning of, would you go out in the morning before the prologue and do a little start up to get the body going? Yeah, it's typical. You know, you sort of normally you race a prologue sort of later in the day. Today mm. I started at before twelve o'clock, which didn't give us a lot of time. No, it didn't actually. But normally you'd get up, you'd have breakfast, then you get on the erg and you do forty minutes on the trainer, run through similar sort of protocol, another warm up type effort. Yeah, bringing the heart yeah, rate up. Just sort of really start turning the body on a bit, get the heart rate up, put some watts out, get the muscles fired. Bit of a fire fire session. That, will you do that after breakfast or before breakfast? Ah, <laughs> uh, I'd do it after breakfast. Yeah. Just because I normally sleep in a bit much, so I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll miss breakfast otherwise. Um, but that's sort of the best way to do it. And then you know, I mean, today was a different example, but we we got there with enough time to ride a couple of laps of the circuit. So you sort of get fifteen k on the road done. Ride a little bit harder through some certain points of the circuit that you mm. might feel you want to try at race pace, and that sort of gives you enough of an effort. Yeah, and then you can chill out on the bus for a little bit, have a coffee, and then uh, and then start your warm up. Well, wasn't yeah. really the case today. Oh, but that's yeah. ideal. It was pretty rushed. Yeah, it sort it of counted as my warm up right in the circuit today. So yeah, then okay, obviously <laughs> that's the warm up then, and then what would your typical warm up protocol look like without getting into too much depth? I know you've probably got a secret one in your back pocket. Yeah, I don't know how secret it is. Seems like everyone does the same thing. It doesn't need to be long. <clears throat> if you've done the pre-start in the morning, you've already got the system moving and everything. So I never really warm up for much more than 25 or 30 minutes once, oh, I, yeah. once I get on the trainer. And it's just a typical progression, 10 or 15 minutes, sort of get their heart rate up slowly without whacking into it. And then yeah. <clears throat> that prepares the body for a few sprints, a couple of sprints, maybe a longer minute effort or something like that. And just really, I don't think you need to do as much as what, maybe back in the olden days, you know, where yeah. people would warm up for an hour and a half and like all this kind of crazy Did you used shit. to do that? Because I remember when I used to warm, it was always <coughs> minimum 45 minutes mm. when I was a young junior. Yeah. And then 
one thing that I do now is that we do these sprints right before and from what I've been told, I know whether it's true or not, you're building up the lactic in your legs. So then when you... And you pretty much stop your warm-up <clears throat> after the last sprint mm. and roll to the start of the race, so like 10 minutes before. And then you start the race with a little bit of lactic in your legs. And I typically, a few years ago, used to try and roll that lactic mm. out and then start the race fresh. <clears throat> um, is it, What do you think of that? Yeah, I, I reckon, I mean... I don't know the science, the science yeah. behind it all and everything, but I know what feels good and what I've done. I've gone well in the past off certain sort of warm up protocols, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think you don't need to warm up. Like I mean, when I was a junior, you get to the track three hours before the race because you're like, oh, it's going to be an hour and a half yeah. warm up and another forty minutes to put my numbers on, make sure they're perfect and all this crap. Yeah. But yeah, you just it's just about it's really like a. A trigger session you know you just mm. want to get the muscles fired you want to put a bit of lactic acid in them so mm. that they're, they're prepared for what's coming you know if you i think if you do go the line with all that lactate rolled out of the legs and then you hit off the line yeah, it just yeah. comes straight away back you know yeah. whereas you build up a bit of a buffer and it, when you start it's the violence of the start has been eradicated a little bit because you've already done it two or three times in your warm-up mm. Mm. oh yeah, that's true mm. and when you get down to the start so well typically for me like i finish my warm-up i always try and finish it 10 minutes is sort of the latest I'll leave it and I want to get off get back in the bus uh, quickly towel off put my helmet on aero helmet um, maybe put booties on if I'm feeling that way inclined (laughs) and then roll to the start which can sometimes be a bit of a brothel Mm. getting through the crowd and that and then when I get down to the start sometimes you can get there sort of 5 minutes before you know you sit down chill out for a couple of minutes and then you're up on the start um is that typically what you do yeah it's sort of it's like like you say with the crowd it's always a brothel getting to the yeah. start and like you never know how long it's going to take and the last thing you want to do is you sort of have the stresses on you on yourself anyway mentally before yeah. a prologue you're a little bit nervous and like every little you hear a bird chirp in the trees and it gives you a bloody fright <laughs> you know and you're like so you're always a little bit edgy and the last thing you want to do is get to the start and you're like you've got two minutes and you're yeah. panicking and so have I got, you ever missed a start? I have actually when I was a junior. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, and it was the best time trial of my life. I still ran second by five seconds or something. So oh, how much you missed the start for? Forty five seconds. Oh. Yeah. Um You would have raped that. <laughs> hasn't been like that again. But um yeah, I normally stop my warm up twenty minutes before. Oh, right. Typically, yeah. And that gives me enough time. Like I, I always feel if you've done the warm up right, twenty minutes is fine, you know. Yeah. Because then you're a little bit more relaxed. Like you say, you go into the bus, you can towel down, you can put your booties on without Stressing, and then and then by the time you get to the start, you time it normally pretty well, like five or ten minutes before the start. Mm. Measure your bike up, check there's not a motor in it. Like they do these days. Yeah. Did they actually and check that today? Yeah, yeah, they had some little uh, sensor thing. I thought they were just yeah. weighing it. No, Is that what it was? Yeah, a motor checker. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> so, have just, you ever got to the start? Because they do this measurement at the start where they check because everyone's got a regulation on how tall you are to the position you can ride in terms of how long you can have your aero bars and your seat position and everything. Um, have you ever got there and your bike wasn't actually correct? I have in the past, but in, like in a check an hour before or something. Ah, oh, right. So yeah, normally the mechanics will take it down, get it checked an hour before the start, uh, and then they've come back to me and said, hey, it was actually on the track. It wasn't, on, it wasn't in the prologue. Yeah, right. But yeah, the bars are too long. So, and that's, that's a pain in the ass because you're adapted to this position. And it might be out by one mil or it might have been fine a week before. And then for some reason on this jig, it's not right. 
<laughs> and you've got no choice. You can't argue with them. So yeah. you've got to pull the bars in and then you go like, Fuck, now I've got to race a different position. But, but I know. And yeah. You're worrying about all these like minute things like, oh, I'm better, you know, put that booty on. That's going to save about, you know, half a second and this yeah, and that. Yeah, and then exactly. all of a sudden you're like, well, now I'm riding a completely different position I've never ridden before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll move my bars in one mil. Yeah. Um, now what, what am I going to do, you know? But <laughs> I've had it actually on the start line where the, I'm almost sure the jig was out because my bike's never been... I never run it that close to yeah. position. And suddenly they're like, no, nah, that's out, mate. You know, a centimetre out. So I was just... You're stressing because you've only got a few minutes. Yeah. And um, they had to change it. Um, all right. Well, then, once you get called up, you get called up one minute before. Well, generally, it's one minute gaps. What do you do? What's your last minute like? I always try to go up there a little bit late. Like, I'm not I'm not getting up on the start line with one minute to go, you know. As yeah. soon as a rider in front of you rolls out, like, wait, give it a bit of time. Because the last thing you want to do is be standing there, like, the guy holding you, swaying from left to right. and you, Yeah, they're always rubbish, those oh, guys. Pain in the ass, and you're getting annoyed, and you spend another minute getting stressed about another thing. Yeah. So I always leave it, like, last minute, get out there about 30 seconds before the start. It's enough time to clip in, press start on the SRM. That's and, the computer. Yeah. yeah. And then um and then there's then you're into ten seconds to go really. Yeah. And from there that's when like the nerves really hit because you got that beeping sound, you know, it's like this renowned beeping sound that takes you back to all these team pursuits you've done and all these yeah. t- prologues you've done and whether they were good or bad, you know, it's still a sound that resonates through your body. Yeah, like, it is, isn't it? Right. It's time to rumble. So it's like it's like such a chilling, chilling noise. And uh so Pretty much whenever the beeps start, especially the five second ones, I start to try to deep breathe on every breathe out on every beep. Oh, really? Yeah, because then as you as you breathe out on the last one, like you, it's going, you know, and you breathe out, you're going with the breath out rather mm. than the breath in, and it sort of calms you a little bit as well. Those deep breaths, like, and it's like even that, you know, that's going to mm. calm the listeners now. Just listen to that. <laughs> so it's it's, just, it's quite a calming thing to do, and it also gets you in time with with the five second countdown. It's yeah. an easy way to to get yeah. your body in time so when you start you're starting right not a second early not a second late like perfectly on time with the breath out ready to go yeah right that's yeah. actually a nice technique yeah. I might take that one on myself there go yeah right um, alright well then as you roll down the, the ramp you're into it um, and today this is something why I wanted to talk to you because <clears throat> my head was so busy today out there I don't know why but I was riding along and like a 6k prologue you think everything had rushed by you and It'd be over in eight minutes. It's not very long, and but I felt like I was out there for half an hour, mm. and I was thinking of a million things other than the race. For some reason, I was like, you know, I wonder what you know. I was seeing the last time I did a good prologue, and I was like, oh, am I am I going like that today, or you know? And I was like, just just race, you know. Push the pedals. Yeah, and so I was wondering, what's your thoughts out there? Like, were you like that, or were you more? I don't even remember what I thought about out there. Uh Today I'm a little bit like that, which is normally good news. You know, uh-huh. if, if you don't think too much, if, if going back to the don't want to go back to the track again, but yeah. when I was, whenever I had my best team pursuits and things, I someone would ask me about the ride, and I'd uh, I'd have to watch a video to tell you what happened. Yeah, today was yeah a little bit. Like, I felt quite good today, and you feel like they say that you know like these top guys they're just a hundred percent concentrated even for the long time trials for the hour long time trials all they're thinking about is their position keeping their head down you know watching the watts doing all this stuff and focusing on what what exactly what they're doing i'd love to know how many people actually do that mm. i mean 
maybe that is the difference. You know, these, yeah. you have these renowned time trial riders who are always good, and they probably have got that mental skill to be able to do that. Just actually focus on the job at hand. Exactly, but it is so hard to drift, you know, especially if you feel like you're going through a bit of a bad patch at some point. Like I got to the top of that nasty steep climb today, and I was a bit like, oh, straight away thinking, oh, if I started too hard, I, was, I think mm. I started too hard. Like still 4K to go, and already I'm starting to slow. Yeah. And you got to like... Do you, were you getting negative then or yeah, do, you, do you try and flip it then you're like no come on mate come on let's go yeah. or do you have some technique yeah I, I did get you do get a little bit negative you're like fuck it's still we're not even halfway through the race yet and I'm like already starting to feel like what I thought I'd feel in the last K yeah but all you can do is try to flush it out you know so straight away I said to myself mate it's a prologue like you've yeah. got to be feeling like this if you yeah. want to have a crack you got to be you're going to be on the rivet from the start yeah and you got to try and hold that to the finish so you flush it out in that sense and think yeah you're right no, this is normal this is normal Mm. And you get back to the job at hand, and sort of like in prologues, it's a lot easier I f- find to concentrate because there's always something happening. Mm. You know, like you're never going more than 500 meters before a corner, mm. so you you constantly thinking, right, I'm going to go f- full gas to that corner. Then know? I'll assess whatever's else and then, after that. Yeah. All right, I'll take a breather through the corner. I'll focus, go around the corner fast. Right, I can see the next corner. Mm. Go to that corner. You know, and that kind of yeah. breaks it down a little bit, and then all of a sudden it is over. The long time trials when you're on long straight flat roads, sometimes it's that's too much time to yeah, think. Yeah, you start noticing tractors in the in the <laughs> paddock and things like that, or what's that cow doing, you know? But you know that's not good. And well, what about then? Do you with the follow car? Do you like when someone's jabbering away in the radio, or do you like having like I didn't actually mind the old style with the speaker on the bonnet. Yeah, right, the Frenchy style. Yeah, yeah, for sure. In Perry Nice, he should have done it today. Yeah, for sure. Mark Matteo was doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's the guy who is the the boss of uh, Francais de Jure. And um, yeah, what they do is they put a big speaker on the front of their bonnet, and then they just <laughs> jabber away in a microphone, and you can sort of hear it. I haven't done it for a long time, so maybe you can't actually hear it with the time trial helmets now, but I always remember it was good because you could hear it or you didn't have to hear it. Whereas mm. with the radio, no sometimes you've got no choice. It's just in your ear and you not you can't pull it out. Yeah. I don't know. What do you do you like the radio? For the prologue, no, I don't like them. Mm. Uh, what about like even if it was just purely um technical stuff like yeah, full gas through this corner, right hand turn uphill, four hundred meters. Yeah, I think that side of things it could be good, but I kind of feel that if you ride the course, you, you know your know abilities, it. you know how fast you can go through a corner, and you know what the corner's like yeah. if you've ridden it. Yeah. Um. So I, I and like someone in a car saying, "Oh, you can go full gas through here," <laughs> they don't know you're going sixty k now in a tailwind. Well, they they yeah. they got a speed on the car, but still, it's not the same, you know. So I prefer for a prologue just to be. Mm. alone with my thoughts yeah. and uh, I know the corners hopefully well enough that I can judge it right Yeah, and it's 6k it means you're just going full gas anyway you know there's not mm. a lot to know in that sense the longer time trials for sure it's good to have a radio just but to it, keep you snap you out of that thought sometimes yeah. and also you, you haven't, you've never reconned a long time trial the same as you do a prologue you know you might have only ridden it once so you, if you come into a town you've, you've forgotten what these corners are like so the technical side again and also a bit of encouragement, you know, or like, you know, you're on a crack here through 20K and you're, you're up by five seconds and you're like, well, yeah, here we go. Like, yeah, they're right not on. getting time cuts in yeah. a prologue, are yeah. they? Yeah, right. So in, in that case, like, you know, you're not really following watts. You're not really following heart rate. They're all there for later on for your records, but you're not looking down going, oh, I better pick the watts up a little bit here. No. You're already going full gas yeah, anyway. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, you, you always start a prologue, or I always try to start a prologue, with some sort of number in mind but you never know the number 
mm. you know like I thought I did a good number today and I lost 20 seconds mm. but and you also know you can't when you mean number you mean watts, watts sorry yeah, 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 you, mean, so. you can't be stupid either you're not going to yeah. just go out 600 watts yeah. you know you need to watch it a little bit and then in the end the last three carbon prologue yeah, you just doing whatever you got. Can, yeah. all right well then in, in summary in your opinion what makes a good prologue for you or what makes a good prologist uh yeah oh they're always a pretty unique because yeah i was just thinking like it could be a really big strong guy but also like a guy like richie port Mm. who's a climber he can also put out an amazing prologue yeah strange eh? it's just these guys that can do like i mean typically your prologue is is a big strong guy you know like fabian cancellara or Tom Dumoulin, all these kind of guys, you know, even though he can Dumoulin, climb. Like, he's not that big, though. No, he's not. But these guys that can do this massive sustained powers for a long time and are technically good, you need to be technically good. Mm. You look at Fabian Cancellara, you know, no one's following him around the corner, really. Yeah. I think technically good is definitely <clears throat> one. The aerodynamics, mm. you've got to be like an aero body. Yeah. So just naturally sit on the bike aerodynamically and then you've also got a good bike set up. Yeah. Um, you've got to be able to hold that shape as well you know like yeah that's it's true it's different to doing a long time trial where you're at like a lower intensity yeah a prologue where you're going full gas like you see it in so many cyclists when you're going full gas your body's moving all over the show yeah and if you can hold your body in that position you can control that yeah still go the same put the same effort out but keep your body still straight away it's an aerodynamic advantage you know yeah. again what about big or small gears big I reckon big gear yeah. grind it yeah. out grind it out yeah, but right. not ridiculously big but it's sort of I reckon like in the 90s definitely 90 cadence yeah, 90, yeah right. between 90 and 95 I reckon what do you reckon you would average today I think I average 94 right yeah. oh right there so I should have dropped it down a couple more and moved, <laughs> been better but yeah I reckon <clears throat> you just grind you just grind it you know mm. one corner to the next as hard as you can yeah right yeah. oh nice on to tomorrow we've uh, just started here thanks for your thoughts buddy yeah on the front tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, well, Michael's in the jersey. <laughs> Long that's, time drop. That's the benefit of winning the prologue. <coughs> you generally get the leader's jersey. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I guess we've got a long time trial. Yeah, tomorrow. from prologue to a 180k TT tomorrow. <laughs> Let's do it. Well, yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> Good hero. Thanks, mate. <coughs>